Okay, and welcome to this episode of Speak PR. This is the podcast for business owners who want to use public relations to get noticed to build their businesses. And I am really delighted and honored to have Maury Morgan. And Maury Morgan is sitting in Beijing right now, and he and I have met each other in different cities around the world over the last 20 years. Maury, welcome to the show. Good afternoon and good morning as well. <laughs> so, Murray, you are now branding yourself on LinkedIn as the wise cracking entrepreneur. Tell me, um, you've solved yes. a number of business problems for people. And I, first of all, met you as uh, Clark Morgan on the training mm-hmm. business. So yep. can we just talk about what have you learned over the last sort of 15 to 20 years of how you create a brand around your own personal skill sets? Mm, good. Yeah, good question. Uh, um, uh, my personal skill set started as a microbiologist. Uh, I went to university, studied microbiology, uh, was in the, the territorials, that's the, the Australians call them the reserve, uh, reservists in the army, the Australian army as a member of the uh, medical corps, also as a microbiologist uh, in, in that capacity. So there was no way that I thought that my skill set would be training and China and stand-up comedy and uh, entrepreneurship. So, uh, look, I, I think at the end of the day, I'll, I'll use a microbiologist to describe uh, what I've learned, and that is chance favours the prepared mind. Uh, Louis Pasteur, the French microbiologist, uh, coined this, uh, well, not in this century, and he uh, is absolutely right. The more inputs you give yourself through life experiences, whether they're intentional or not, occasionally they're not, uh, the more ready you are when an opportunity presents itself. And as an entrepreneur, which is why I call myself an entrepreneur, why it's cracking, because I like to consider myself relatively intelligent, but with a sense of humor. Uh, I've seen opportunities where others have not. And I think the the great thing about being uh, in China and being an entrepreneur is there are so many of them. Now, what what are you doing now? You've got a, a show called now is this on which is a web series and what you've managed to do is to create value which is sustained beyond you in the room right you're great in a room i've seen you work but can you just tell us then what are you doing doing now maury and how are you making money doing that yeah yeah well the is this thing on as a question mark is this thing on is is the standard uh, anyone who grabs hold of a microphone, particularly in comedy, is what they say into the microphone uh, if they're a bit unsure of themselves. Is This Thing On is a web series, although only the first two episodes will be on YouTube and the, the entire six episodes will go to Apple TV. And I will tell you why we've chosen mm. that a little bit later. Uh, is This whole thing is actually a marketing and PR exercise, hence why we're talking about it on this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And what is it PR and, uh, you know, what is the purpose of this PR and marketing? It is for the stand-up comedy school, which I founded uh, after my Clark Morgan business called the School of Hard Knock Knocks. You've built a business, which is the School of Hard Knocks. And of course, if you do one, you could call it Opportunity Knocks, but I think that's also been taken. Um, Tell us then this idea of making a series about a business. How, how did you do that? Was it expensive? I'd yeah, love, to, love to hear how you do two on mm. YouTube and then transition onto the Apple TV. 
happens to be, yeah, sure. Well, I'll just correct you. It's School of Hard Knock Knocks. So how did we go from producing a show? Look, it's, um, it, it's another motto that I've developed and a motto that I developed in China, in Shanghai, um, prior to meeting you in Beijing and then Shanghai again. Uh, go big or go home. That's, when you're in China, everything's difficult, nothing's impossible. And um, that's what I thought with the School of Hard Knock Knocks. We have a very small uh, competitor, a very small number of competitors. And in order to differentiate myself from the market and create a barrier to entry for anyone else thinking about it, we'll create a TV show. And uh, we, that's what we did. And from a practical point of view, did you, did you film that yourself or did you get a crew in? And how long did that take and how much did that cost to do? Because that's a possibly a very big undertaking. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So again, that chance favours the prepared mind. I had helped a friend out, uh, an Australian friend in, in uh, Queensland. He was filming a project for his own business, uh, d- doing his own PR and marketing. And I was helping out. I had a, a couple of days free and I didn't mind flying up with him. And I met on that time a director by the name of Stig Weems. And Stig was, um, Stig was filming the production and I befriended him and we, we got on really well. And I found out that Stig was an ex-comedian, um, uh, ex-stand-up comedian, and was even in a TV show. Well, when the idea came to me to make a, a show myself, he was the first person, the first name that came to mind. He happened to also live about two kilometres from where I was living at the time. So it was, a, it was serendipitous almost, you could say. And so you produced this show and are there... How long is the show? Is it sort of 15-minute format and then you're hosting that in on a sort of live sequence or is it you're sort of yes. posting it as a series of X number of shows? Yeah, no. So, uh, so there's two ways of looking at it. So if you're a small business and you're thinking, oh, this is beyond me, I'll give you some numbers. 50,000 Australian dollars, which I don't know, is probably £2.40 or something with the exchange rate. But the uh, I think that's in US dollars, something like 32,000 US dollars. So if you can calculate that uh, as well. Um, yeah, so uh, look, and that, and that amount of money was spread out over and is spread over about two years. So it's not like a huge chunk of change in one go. Um, so what is the show? The show is actually, it, it went through a, different, a couple of different ideas, but eventually we settled on it is a factual show versus a scripted show so factual means that we were a fly on the wall we follow um we had 10 wannabe stand-up comedians uh from different backgrounds we had uh, a couple of people in their 50s um a couple of young people in their 20s and then sort of 30 40s we had 50 50 women to male uh we had some from sydney some from adelaide some from melbourne a good mix of personality types uh and backgrounds and we um, put them in a room for five days and we, the activity was that you were learning stand-up comedy, but then we had a uh, guest comedian and, and a relatively famous guest comedian. So in terms of PR and marketing, um, I have always been a big fan of KOLs, key opinion leaders. So we embedded these KOLs, these names like Greg Fleet and um, Glyn Nicholas, a great Welsh-born Aussie comedian and performer. And, um, and they basically took a day uh, for each of the five nights and we filmed them. And we, what, they, what we filmed them doing was quite unusual. 
For example, on one of the nights, Mayumi Nabetsu, a Japanese-born uh, Australian comedian, uh, took them to do life drawing. And when I say life drawing, that's nude painting to the layman. But then she told them everyone has to get naked as well. So she forced the group of 10 strangers to strip off, uh, except for an apron, uh, so you wouldn't get paint on you. And um, that, was, that was episode two. Um, and so we get to see them learn uh, stand-up comedy, but we also get them... We also get to see them go through these emotional challenges and the roller coasters. There's crying. We have a, um, a behavioural analyst as well, and the behavioural analyst does hypnosis on one of the one of the people called Steve Mackey and uh, and makes him forget his name. So it's uh, yeah, it's well, it's it's a bit more organised than just you know walking into the into the factory floor and pressing record button. So so you've done that. So then. We noticed that you've got this video disc. You are going to tell us a little bit about the Apple and the, and the revenue model. And then yes. let's also talk about, so let's just talk about and move on fairly quickly around the, this idea of the Apple TV and how yeah, sure. difficult is that to get on to Apple TV? Yeah, well, um, the reason we're on Apple TV was purely by accident. Initially, I thought we will be able to get on to the ABC, the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, the, the BBC of Australia, and unfortunately, unfortunately, wrong timing. Uh, they were going through turmoil. New CEO. No one wanted to make a, re- a chance uh, on an Australian unknown. So we looked at alternatives, and I reached out to Netflix, uh, Apple TV, uh, even Google Premium. Oh, sorry, uh, YouTube Premium, and. I found out through Apple TV that um, almost anyone can get their own show onto Apple TV. You just have to go through an augmented, uh, a company that augments everything, brings everything together. They, they ensure that the quality of the video is great, that the, any captions are included, that the format itself is the right format for Apple to, to stream. And in Australia, I think there's five such companies. So I spoke to them. They said, look, this is what we can do for you. There's a cost. And we said, you know what? At the end of the day, in terms of PR, if we give this to the ABC, they'll pay us a chunk of change and then they'll stick it in a warehouse or underground for, for who knows, forever, and we'll, we'll lose that PR and opportunity. So let's put it on YouTube, um, episodes one, two, and a, and a teaser, like a, like a trailer, and let's run that continuously. And we've got over 5,000 views on, on those. In fact, uh, the trailer on Facebook has got over 13,000 views. And then build up that sort of subscription of people who on YouTube are watching us. And then we'll put all episodes onto Apple TV. Now, the big reason for Apple TV is that it then gets ranked and put onto IMDb, which is the Internet um, Movie Database, the IMDb. And the IMDb.com is owned by Amazon. So Amazon has one of the highest authorities in SEO. IMDB has one of the highest uh, authorities in SEO. So by adding, is this thing on to IMDB produced by the School of Hard Knock Knocks and that this show is a comedy, we're immediately attaching the brand of the School of Hard Knock Knocks to the word comedy at a massive level in terms of SEO. Um, And that's the goal, isn't it, of PR? And then uh, that also allows us to put it on YouTube. So we're able to get YouTube views, which is good for PR, and we can link that to Facebook ads. And I'm getting eight cents the view at the moment on Facebook, which again, 
is is unheard of. Um, That's amazing. So in the end, actually, if you're getting eight cents a view and you're uh, moving up the rankings, um, maybe the show gets paid for. It'll be self-funding as a as a marketing exercise. Um, well, I should add, we pay eight cents, not the customer oh, pays you eight pay cents. Eight. Okay, yeah. I see. Right. Yes, but uh, but your listeners who are who are perhaps not au fait on Facebook advertising, um, you know, you're typically looking at anywhere between forty cents to a dollar sixty right. minimum uh, to get a to get a view. Remember, this is a ad. It's essentially an ad. It's it's a show about my stand up comedy school. Great. Um, yes. And the great thing about Facebook is we can we can send those eight cents just to people in Melbourne or just right. in Sydney, or just in Adelaide. Very nice. Yes, you can geo-target, can't you? And, uh, and Absolutely. Really, uh, it's an infomercial, yep. isn't it? Now, I noticed then also on the School of Hard Knocks website, which is schoolofhardknockknocks.com. Uh, so forgive me for missing the pun earlier on. Um, you use a, a tool called Proof Factor. Can you just yes. tell us about that third-party platform? Um, what is that and why are you using it? Yeah, well, I actually heard of the type of platform that it is on a podcast, actually. Uh, one, I'm not sure, can't remember the name. And I started investigating uh, and I'd already known that, you know, testimonials help. Uh, it is a free tool, uh, Proof Factor, and it, it attaches to WordPress sites. Uh, I think if you go over a certain number of visitors, you start to pay. Okay. But, uh, I recommend it. Okay, wonderful. And then also you're using uh, the Google My Business for because yes. you've got three venues around Australia um, and you've got five-star ratings, Maury, which is what one would expect. How did yes. you get the customers to write a review? We've got about a minute left. Ah, oh, you just asked them. That's the reality. And you're probably in, depends on the relationship you already have, but one in five to one in 10 will say yes. Uh, you know, remind them again put extra pressure and if they're part of a community, which the school of hard knock knocks is then publicly tell everyone, Hey, it was fantastic. Cheryl just wrote a, a great review. Thank you, Cheryl. And that just, again, reminds them. Um, the important thing about my business is we don't actually have a location. We use the services of venues. So we've um, we're playing with the algorithm a little bit to be listed within an existing venue. Um, because we're a service. So that's interesting. So with, cause Google, my business wants to have an address in order Correct. to register it. So how do you get and around that? They send a that? postcard. They I send know. a postcard the, to that address. Mm. I've had the postcard and I've registered that. So how did you get around that? You have good relationships with the pubs. We bring, you know, every time we do a show there, we bring a hundred to 120 people uh, on a Thursday night and they love us. And of course that's food and uh, kitchen sales and uh, I just give them a call and say, look, do you mind if we list in your venue? And they're, yeah, they're perfectly fine. So we have Adelaide, Melbourne and Sydney venues listed for us. Uh, and our competitor started doing it as well, but they don't have 65 uh, reviews. They're a bit behind us. Maury, that's wonderful. So you're uh, an accomplished trainer, uh, an accomplished wise cracking entrepreneur. If you want to find out more about you and how you run businesses, where can they find out about you? Uh, probably LinkedIn would be the best. Uh, so Maury Morgan, M-O-R-R-Y, Morgan, a great Welsh surname there. Uh, just, you know, hit me up on LinkedIn and just mention that you heard this on Speak PR and uh, I'll know exactly what we're talking about. Ladies and gentlemen, Maury Morgan talking to us today from Beijing. So thank you for that, Maury. 
Thanks very much, Jim. And that's been this episode of the Speak PR podcast. We hope that we shared some, you know, some useful insights, tools that you can use, including for me, the idea of making your own TV series, sort of a, a reality TV, which then becomes an infomercial. Very powerful. And Maury is the only person I know that's done that. So with that, I'd like to wish you all the best of health, a profitable business, and that you keep on laughing while you're communicating. <laughs>